the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Stratton, accredited divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life. But it doesn't have to be. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational, informational, and inspirational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guest will bring you important insight and information, helping you make better decisions through and beyond the process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, all giving you hope and reassurance that you'll be okay. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. If this is your first time joining us, welcome to you. And if you are back with us again this week, Welcome to you, too. This show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing, because it can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. We're not here to coach you to get a divorce or give you legal advice. What we are here to do is to walk the path with you, no matter where that may lead. And you know what? If this show leads you to decide not to divorce, well, then we've done our job well. Continue to catch the show each week because we'll often talk about this topic, especially today. My guests and I are here to help you make better decisions in this time and beyond, to provide you information and resources, to give you ideas about how to be your best self in a time that can bring out your worst and to give you hope. Friends, I come to you today with a compassionate heart. Not that I don't in other shows, but I come to you today as one who has been there through divorce, and I have felt the hopeless moments associated with it before and up to divorce, during divorce, and even after. It is my prayer today that this show will help you find hope, and in fact, I'm calling the show, How Do I Find Hope Through Divorce? I also come to you today to tell you that you can find hope through divorce. And I come to you as one who has, I found my hope through Jesus Christ, his love, and his word. And that's what we'll talk about today. I am so honored to do that with Brother Jim Phillips. Brother Jim has been a guest on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mindelow. Uh, and uh, guess what? I took him from the show. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Seriously, Brother Jim brings such an understanding and caring heart to people. And I just knew he was the perfect person to talk about this topic, finding hope through divorce. 
Dr. Jim Phillips, brother Jim to us and to so many, is the senior pastor of North Greenwood Baptist Church in Greenwood, Mississippi. Friends, what I know about Brother Jim is that he is a kind and compassionate man of the Lord and a friend. He is a husband. He is a father to three sons and a grandfather. Such a beautiful family. And he is also an avid fisherman. And folks, (laughs) he has just been part of a team who raised a cross in his area that is so big and beautiful it makes you speechless. I've been watching them the, in this raising on Facebook. It's just, well, literally speechless. Beautiful, beautiful, be- beautiful. <laughs> Brother Jim, welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm honored that you're here with us. Thank you, Christy. I share the honor. I'm so excited to get to be a part of this and pray that our conversation the next little bit will really be beneficial to all your listeners today. Well, and I just know it, it will. And folks, I was uh, saying this to Brother Jim before we started the show was divorce. It can be a bit of a challenging topic and one that people might rather not talk about. And I feel like God has put it on my heart to talk about, but I've mostly stayed on the side of lifting you up and helping you find hope through it and not really tackling what does the Bible say. And through Courageous Christianity, getting to know Brother Jim, I really felt like he was the one I could have this conversation with because I, I'm going to guess you're asking these same questions. But first, I have a question <laughs> before we get into that. What's mm-hmm. the name of that cross, Brother Jim? Yeah, Delta Cross. Delta Cross uh, is the name of our project. And a couple of weeks ago, we were able to get this up in the air before the rain started falling here again. And it is a uh, 120-foot steel span cross. It's quite amazing. This is actually the uh, sixth or seventh structure of its kind to go up in Mississippi. Mm. And we're uh, across uh, the area of the Delta where I am. We're about two hours south of Memphis. If you were to go to Batesville, Mississippi, where the northernmost point is, one on Interstate 55 towards Memphis and south of Jackson, at Florence and east of uh, 55 at Eupora, across to Greenwood, you actually would have the shape of a cross. Mm. And so uh, it's just sort of something the Lord kind of developed uh, while all these ideas were going together. But I had uh, surgery two years ago, July, on my shoulder and was home recuperating and saw where they had put one up in Eupora, Mississippi. And I just pitched an idea out on Facebook and uh, said, hey, anybody see that ever coming to fruition in Greenwood? And my Facebook just exploded. Mm. And before November of that year, we had the property donated to us and we launched the project and we've raised nearly nearly $250,000 for this uh, whole project. So it's really been amazing. Amazing. Thank you, God. And just gives me chills. And speaking <laughs> of our amazing God, before yeah. we begin, would you say a prayer for us and those listening? Uh, Absolutely. God, thank you for these precious moments today. Help us to recognize that you are the God of the Bible, who is uh, the one who restores and brings hope in the face of brokenness. Lord, our world is broken, and what you have come to bring to us through the person of your Son can be experienced right down to our relationships in this life, Father. So we just uh, dedicate these moments to you today, praying that what we share and what is heard on the other end by people who tune into this program, Father, will will create maybe the thinking that the God of the Bible can be trusted. He can be sought after. 
and experienced and have a relationship because of his son. And may we, Lord, just uh, lift you up as we uh, just seek, Father, to bring healing and hope to those uh, so many who have had uh, brokenness in their lives, Father, through through a failed marriage, God. So I just pray your blessings on our time together. Lead us by your spirit and be it all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And thank you for that because... Being one who's gone through divorce and, you know, the numbers out there, about 50% of people do. And and people also say this, that if you're in a room and you ask who's been through a divorce, about half the hands will be raised. Then you say, if you know someone who has been through a divorce or touched by divorce, all hands will be raised. And so it's, it's real as much as we may not want it. And I often say, you know, you don't, I don't know anyone who goes to the altar and says, hey, I'm just going to get divorced. Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, we we kind of do that indirectly by not being prepared to be married and not really understanding what marriage is um, in the eyes of the Lord. But And that's not this show today. What I want to step into first and on our way to find hope through divorce, through that restoration, through that trust of uh, Jesus Christ is I think a lot of people may not understand what God says about divorce. And um, what could you tell us uh, that would maybe shed some light on the truth, the word, with regards to divorce, Brother Jim? Well, there's no doubt the last book of the Old Testament, book of Malachi, makes it very, very plain. God doesn't hide this. God hates divorce. The Scripture says that. Of course, he was speaking to Israel, who basically was in a spiritual infidelity with God. But it set it up where everything that the Israelites were doing in history at that point had become an offense to God. And they indeed had, um, had, had disqualified themselves by virtue of walking away from their covenants with God. They indeed were not. Uh, staying connected to their spouses. I mean, the whole world, we think it's upside down now. It wasn't any different then. And so God really was uh, voicing uh, his His passion for his people, but at the same time judging them. And so uh, I think we do have to be honest and open and and uh, transparent. Uh, a divorce, like many other things that involve brokenness and the breaking of covenants that are established in the Word of God, is a sin. Uh, I think it's unfortunate that the media and the world has sort of uh, minimalized uh, this, that the whole situation about divorce is no big deal. I mean, they've kind of elevated infidelity. They've they've found ways to um, highlight, gosh, everybody's happy because everybody's doing this. They're walking away from their commitments. And it becomes part of the television scene and the movie scene, and it's like no big deal. Uh, but not according to the Word of God. And so what we're doing and what you and I are discussing is what the Scripture says, and the one who calls divorce a sin is also the one who comes to bring hope and restoration and forgiveness, and we have to see it. It's all in Him. Yeah, and, you know, I can only speak to my my example. And, you know, I I spoke earlier about the fact that we come to marriage without really understanding it, and we... You know, as a person looking back, um, I wish that I hadn't gone through divorce, but rather, really, I wished that I had not married. And now I say that I'm glad that I'm here where I am because I learned through it. And that's the other side of it is that hope. 
but you're absolutely right, um, and I can get on that media soapbox as well, where what we see out there is not the reality, and what we want to help people understand is, you know, what God does say about it, and what what I did hear in there, it is a sin, so let's just get real. We don't want it. It's a sin. It's happened. Um, I don't want listeners, you to hear us with judgment. We, we, but the only way to move forward is to get real. And, Mm -hmm. and so when we say that, and we say we can find hope in that, uh, brother Jim, um, does, you know, I guess the question that's coming to me is, does God forgive us? Yeah. And let's don't forget that all sin, I don't care if it's, um, with somebody else or something that we personally uh, take on personally in our own life in poor decisions or something that we know is a violation of the Word of God, we all we always have to come back to Him. We always have to come as soon as quickly as possible. The Bible calls us to repent. That name, that word pops up all throughout the Scripture, something that our world does not like to talk about. Uh, God does tell us that we have to acknowledge sin as it is and call it what it is. And in so doing, that's the steps whereby God begins to bring healing in that which we have condescended to violate. And it's not always something that we enjoy doing. Most of us do not like to acknowledge failure or fault. But the sooner that we do that uh, to indicate, you know, that maybe my marriage has failed because of me, or maybe it wasn't your fault. Maybe it was something that was um, uh, the other person's fault. Well, that still causes or brings about a division and a breakdown and a failure. And so um, the, the more quickly we can come to the Lord transparently, honestly, uh, saying, God, I messed up. This this was not what I had in mind. I know this is not what your word tells us about marriage. You liken marriage to the relationship between Christ and his church, and it's a, it's a breaking of a covenant. It and is. Because that is true. It's broken your heart. It's broken my heart, Lord, and I want to I be healed. I want to be made whole. And whatever that takes, Father, in your grace, I, I want to go there. And that's what we're going to be talking about as we come back into segment two, that restoration through the word. Stay with us. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. If you've gone through or are going through divorce, you know it can leave you in a dark financial hole, feeling very confused and afraid. But there's hope. Her Sermon is a financial coach and works with those navigating the financial decisions of divorce. Whether it's eliminating debt or creating your financial wellness, you want Hirsch on your team. Hirsch's easy process helps you see the reality of your financial situation and make better decisions. Stop the suffering and get out of that financial black hole. Contact Hirsch today. Go to lifecycle.financial. That's lifecycle.financial. You'll be so grateful you did. 
When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. Achieving the best outcome in divorce and child custody can be extremely tough when alcohol abuse is involved. But there's help. Soberlink. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to prove their sobriety. Be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. To get an exclusive $50 off your device, email info at soberlink.com and mention the Divorce Coaching Hour. Friends, we're back, the Divorce Coaching Hour, and today we're tackling, well, the subject divorce. <laughs> you might expect that with the Divorce Coaching Hour, but something I haven't necessarily talked about. I, I did have a pastor on the show a couple of years ago, and you would think I would have pastors on the show more often uh, talking about that, but it's it's a subject that can, you know, quite honestly, we may not want to hear the truth of what the Bible says uh, about divorce because we want to listen to the easier stuff that the media may say is, you know, go on and do your own thing, be happy, do whatever. Well, that's not what we're about here. We're we're about um, bringing true restoration. And I'm going to speak to you as one, when you don't go the direction of the word and the Lord and Jesus Christ, you, you will stay stuck. You will not fully heal. And it really took me, I'm a walking embodiment of being there. And I believe I'm here today to speak this word to you. And brother Jim Phillips is here with us. He is the senior pastor of North Greenwood Baptist church in Greenwood, Mississippi, and a friend of Courageous Christianity. I'm, I met him on, on that show and a friend of Richard Mendelow, the host there. And I'm just so honored to have him with, uh, with us today. And we were talking about the reality is the fact that God does hate divorce. It says it in the word, but that does not mean that God hates us. Uh, he loves us with uh, an amazing heart. And so we were talking about repenting and God calls us to repent that sin, uh, Brother Jim. And so when we do that, how does that help us find hope? Well, I think it's important for us to agree with the Bible. That's another thing that society doesn't want to do. But we're talking about the Christian viewpoint of recovery and healing, and it always begins back with God. And repent simply means to turn away from or at the same time agree with the truth of the Word of God. And so if God calls divorce a sin, we need to do that as well. And it doesn't matter what the sin is, but in this case, if it's divorce, then we agree with God and we acknowledge that if if that has happened. But I also want to paint a picture that uh, there's probably some listeners today that possibly are in a situation where maybe there's been an unfaithful situation that has been brought up. Maybe your spouse has been unfaithful, uh, and you're you're trying to decide whether to pursue divorce or whether to pursue separation. 
there's a story in the Bible that uh, really is uh, fascinating to me. I've been pastoring 42 years, and I probably have used this story, probably over 20 of those, because it was taught to me in this context. But the book of Hosea, the prophet Hosea is a prophet who, who God chooses to, to teach a very strange lesson because, again, of how Israel was uh, treating God. And Israel had walked away from God. Israel had sown their relationship in with foreign gods and, and with sin in their life. And the strange book opens up with God telling Hosea, I want you to take a a wife of prostitution. I mean, it's kind of a really weird story. That is strange. Uh, in that, <laughs> in, yeah, in that, in that Hosea has, has uh, fallen in love. His wife's name is Gomer, by the way. And, and initially that relationship starts off fine, and they have a child. And then they have a child that uh, Gomer names a name that means not of us. And it's sort of her way of telling Hosea, this is not your child. And God has led Hosea to do this or go into this relationship to teach him something to become the prophet of God that he becomes. Because eventually, of course, uh, eventually Gomer walks out of the relationship. She goes out into the world, and she really does become a woman of the world. But Hosea doesn't stop loving her. And in the end, God shows Hosea that God hadn't stopped loving Israel either, even though she has prostituted herself to the world. And so God says, Hosea, Gomer is going to be on the slave block. I want you to go down, and I want you to pay her price, and I want you to take her back. Mm. And Hosea learns that what God is teaching him is is that as much as Hosea has experienced brokenness, uh, in what has happened to his marriage with Gomer, God experiences that when we violate our covenant with him and break his heart and sin against him. And just like Hosea went and bought her back and took her back in, God was willing to come back to Israel and take Israel back in if they would repent of their sin and acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. So I've tried to help couples, uh, and it hadn't been too long ago, where I helped uh, try to help a woman try to kind of reconcile in her mind because her husband had been in a relationship, had 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 an affair. And I just let her know, I said, you have biblical grounds for walking out of this relationship, but you also have biblical grounds for not, in that you might choose to be forgiving if he repents, and acknowledges and desires to be restored in this relationship. And then I use the story of Hosea to help her see that. And that's just kind of where I'll leave that story. But that is that is what the Word of God calls us to. Even Jesus makes a statement in the Gospel of Luke, unless you repent, you will also perish. So, so the Bible calls for repentance. It's something that we don't like to hear because we have to acknowledge that we're sinners and we have to acknowledge that we've broken something somewhere, uh, but yet we fall upon the grace and mercy of God and ask him to bring healing, and he's willing to do that if we'll repent. And I so hear that in some things. I, I always kind of mind map the conversation and I'd see what rises to me. And, and as I was telling you when we were talking about the book of Hosea, is I haven't necessarily studied this now. I've studied... Uh, the law of the Pentateuch and mm-hmm. um, other ones that we might know. Uh, I love the story of Daniel and and I, I love reading Proverbs 31 because I, I work 
diligently to try to be that with that woman, uh, but uh, got a long way to go. Uh, but what I saw rise out of that conversation is learning, teaching, showing. And I think as we're talking about, and I want your feedback, uh, Brother Jim, as we're talking about how does this repenting, uh, how does the word help us find hope that when we, to, to me, when we go to that repentance and we, we lay it all down, we, we face the truth. We put all at this at Jesus's feet. He can, then we're open. We're, we're not hidden behind these misconceptions and what the media has said and the lies and even the devil's lies. We're open to receive this such amazing love from our Father God. And in fact, he's there to comfort us. He's the greatest uh, comforter and the redeemer and restorer. And is that, is am I tracking? Right. <laughs> well, and and here's what I think. Unfortunately, people who are really not steeped in the Word or have a love for the Lord like they should, that sometimes, uh, gosh, I've had I've had people tell me, "Well, I tell you why my marriage failed was I didn't have God in it." And the and the reason I've gotten sideways with my spouse is is because I kept God out of the quotient, and it was God's idea to start with. And so anything that we attempt to do that God has designed, and certainly the whole idea of concept of marriage in the home came with and began with God and is to be restored and, and maintained under that. And uh, if at some point, even if our spouse becomes our God or our kids become our gods or or uh, if we're not in the right relationship with God to start with, you know, there's uh, it's not new. It's not original with me, but there is this divine triangle. God's at the top and was going say, right uh, the, there was going yeah, right the there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the farther we get away from God, the farther we're away from each other, the closer we go up the triangle to God, the closer we are with each other. And so sometimes it's hard for us to acknowledge, well, I tell you what happened to my marriage. I left God out of it. Now, I may have called on him the, the night of our vows, or I may have stood before the preacher and, you know, said, I, I do, but then I didn't. And so what ends up happening is a pattern gets established and the relationship breaks down. And before long, we start blaming everyone. And we may even turn it around and blame God, but he's the one that's trying to help us to bring back healing and hope. And so he hadn't gone anywhere. He's right where we left him. We just have to come back to him. Yeah, and I think those are the perfect words. We just have to come back to him. So, you know, what I want to say, friends out there who are listening, wherever you are on this path, whether you're considering divorce, whether you're in the midst of it, whether you're coming out of it, wherever, I I, I just, believe it or not, reorganize my divorce papers again. And it's been many, many years since I've been divorced and it brought me back to that place. And, you know, I had a moment where I was like, why did I let this happen? But I know now that it was, I, we didn't have God at the center. I've found God through it. And so in a way I'm grateful. Um, but there's been times I've been off the path. And if we just come back to him and if we just come back to the word, my friends, that is the place to start. It, there is such healing in that repentance, and I can't encourage you uh, all enough. And folks, we're talking to Brother Jim Phillips. He is uh, the senior pastor at a church in Greenwood, Mississippi. And you might wonder, 
how did I connect with a pastor there? Well, he's a friend of Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendel, a friend of Richard Mendelo, and I just knew he was the pastor to talk to as as a friend. Father God is our friend, too, and I want you to hear that. He's not out there. Um, uh, he's wanting your heart and your repentance. And so I, I just encourage you folks today in our goal to help you find hope is to grab your Bible, go to him, lay it at the cross, repent, and and understand that that's the beginning of your healing. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking to Brother Jim Phillips, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this idea and how, in fact, we can find hope through divorce. Stay with us. Here's today's two-minute tip. Last week, Soberlink's Vice President of Business Development in the Family Law Division, Chris Beck, joined me on the show, and we talked about what Soberlink is, what it does, and how it benefits those in the divorce process. It was an enlightening conversation about a tool, a technology tool, and ultimately about being an empowerment tool. If you missed it, make sure to listen to the podcast of the show. It aired on June 5th, 2021, and you can find it and all shows at thedivorcecoachinghour.com. You might not think about technology as a tool that can empower. Still, if you pause for a moment and think about it, you can understand how particular tech tools can equip someone with the ability to do something that they might otherwise not be able to. And that's powerful. In order to equip you, the folks at Soberlink and I came up with a list of four tech tools that can empower you in divorce, and they are client and lawyer collaboration tools like Family Docket. They can even help streamline and optimize the intake process, saving time and money, co-parenting communication platforms, and of course, remote alcohol monitoring like Soberlink and scheduling and organization apps. If you'd like this list of technologies to help you with divorce, please email me at Christy at Christy Stratton.com or go to our Facebook page at the Divorce Coaching Hour or Instagram page at Coach Christy Stratton. I'll post them there for you and soon you'll be able to find them at the Divorce Coaching Hour.com. And keep listening each week for another two minute tip all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. Friends, we're back. We're talking to an avid fisherman today, <laughs> Brother Jim Phillips. Uh, he is, I've learned about his um, love of fishing, uh, but I also know about his love of people. Just such a, an amazing presence. I follow him on Facebook and just such a friend of people and just just shines love, uh, the love of Jesus Christ. And that's what he's doing here today with us folks, talking about a tough subject that breaks our hearts um, time and time again, whether you're considering divorce in the midst of it or coming out of it. And what we've been talking about is how do we find hope through divorce, no matter the stage we're in. And what we talked about is really ultimately just stopping where you are and repenting now. And Divorce is a sin in the Bible, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be judged when you come to that repentance. You're going to find grace, and that's the place of healing. And so where we want to go now, friends, is really talking with uh, Brother Jim about this idea of coming back to God, 
but in the phases of divorce, whether you're considering it in the midst of it or coming out of it. So, Brother Jim, I'm just wondering, what would you say with a focus on finding hope through this mm-hmm. uh, unfortunate divorce um, to someone who is right now considering divorce? Yeah. Well, I want to speak only from a Christian viewpoint because that's the only way I could come uh, uh, come about this. Absolutely. And and that is a, a believer, because of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer, a believer has grace assets that they can apply to their situation. And one of the things, let's say, is and particularly for a believer, that if it looks like the quickest way to resolve a broken marriage is to walk away from it, I think that becomes almost spiritual warfare to the point that that's exactly what the enemy would have you do. Uh, that uh, that somehow the enemy said, "You're right. That's the quickest thing. You need you need to get what's for yourself. You need to take care of yourself. Uh, you need to do this so you will be happy. Uh, just walk away from this relationship." But oftentimes, and in the counseling office, you know, as a pastor. I have learned that people sometimes learn late that that was not necessarily the best solution to this to this broken relationship because um I tell kids I teach 8th grade bible and and I tell kids uh, cuz we survey them in the first day of class to kind of get a little history about who my uh, 18 or 19 or 20 students are and if they come from a home and I ask them this I have them write me a letter to tell me about themselves if I and I ask them you know are you living with both of your parents who's raising you what's your what's your family life like and so forth and one of the things I find out is is that oftentimes kids, because they are a part of a family that is divorced, that they will get this sort of idea in the back of their head later on in life. Well, if if my folks split up and I'm having trouble in a relationship and I'm even married, I mean they seem to recover okay. So I'll just I'll just continue that same pattern in my life. And one of the things I tell them is is that if you're in that situation now or that's your thinking, even as an eighth grader, a ninth grader, you need to be the one thinking about your walk with God to the point where you're you're going to be the one that's going to break that pattern. You're not going to find yourself making decisions that maybe even your parents made, even without your consent or even before you were even around, so that you don't perpetuate something in the long term that your family becomes famous for. Well, they they, they don't stay together very long in that family. They all break up. Mm. And you'd be surprised in a community that actually becomes something that sometimes a, a family name or uh, just a, a family lineage comes known for. And right. I think I think we need to be able to step back and say, you know, one of these days, and this is true, one of these days as a believer, I'm going to answer for myself at the at the at the judgment seat of Christ, and I'm going to be judged not for my sin that's been settled at Calvary, but I'm going to be judged for everything else that I have done or not done since walking or beginning my walk with Christ, and that includes relationships. So if there's something that I can do under the grace of God to bring healing and hope in a situation that may not even be my fault, but I want to rise up and let the Lord bring recovery and reconciliation, and I want to be a part of that, then God, I want to reach out and not consider this divorce as a quick fix, but maybe perpetuate healing so that in the long run, even those in my family, including my kids, will see healing in their lives as well, because divorce is never just two people. It's Mm -hmm. always, always a lot more people involved. And if we can do something under God's power and in His grace 
to bring recovery and head off a divorce, then in the long term, there are also a lot of people that are going to be positively impacted. And I think we need to try to think about it that way if at all possible. Absolutely agree. And and to your first point, the Christian viewpoint, that's that's all we want here. Right. Um, because we need that truth spoken in this world of so many lies. And the work that I do as a coach um, is to help people. We I have a kind of a, a saying to look at this eyes wide open and and to be their thinking partner along with them. And uh, I'm tracking right there with you so many people, and I may say it lightly, but they just kind of think they can bebop on down to the attorney's office and sign a few yeah. documents and be done. Yeah. No, that's not the case. This has, uh, I come to the listeners every week as a woman who's been divorced. I divorced in 2007. Now, I do believe, thank you, God, that it was the right thing to do. Again, as I said earlier, it was, probably not the right thing to do to get married in the first place, mm-hmm. but it happened and it did. And it's now brought me closer to the Lord and where I am today, being able to share this, it did seem easier to, uh, divorce. Um, but now looking back at the many years of the collateral damage afterwards, now we didn't have ch- children. We had stepchildren, um, or I had stepchildren rather, Uh, But many people do. They have children together and it's not, you know, a divorce isn't going to make that work (laughs) or make it any easier. And I think you're absolutely right. We have to think about the long term use, the words, the long run, those long term effects. And one of the things I help people do is as they're going through divorce, look, five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road. If where what's going to be happening in your life, whether they decide to divorce or not. But I think you're absolutely right. You've got to look at it from the children's perspective. You you said divorce is never just two people. Absolutely right, Brother Jim. Well, and I do hope people hear what I'm getting ready to say in the vein in which it's coming from my heart. You should never love your children or even God Uh, out of order. In other words, our love for God should always be first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Our love for each other, if we're married, then should be to our spouse. And then our love for our children. I've had couples come to me and say, well, we're just not getting along. We're going to become separated, but we're going to stay together for the sake of our children. Now, that looks good maybe on paper or in the head, but it's cheating everybody because you should, uh, if you're walk with the Lord, I go back to that triangle. If the triangle is with God at the top and you and your spouse are on the legs that come off of it, the closer you are to God, the closer you're going to be to each other. We ought to always love God first, and out of that love, we learn to love our spouse. And out of that relationship, the overflow of our love for God and each other should be that which then comes down to our children. Mm. And I've had situations where a couple, their their kid maybe graduates from high school or college. It's Maybe it's been their passion. They've chased them all around the country uh, in sports and what have you. And as soon as that child is out of their home, they divorce. It's like that child was the glue. Well, God's the glue. And and they got that upside down. I mean, they, 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 they were pouring their energy and efforts in the wrong direction, unfortunately. And again, we come back to this whole principle of what does God desire? It's always, it, it starts with him. Our love for our spouse should be a result of something that God has revealed to us because of our love for him. And that being the case, then there should be some way in which, indeed, if it's failing or if it's fumbling, if we've fallen on a difficult uh, time in our marriage, which the enemy loves to keep stirred up, 
we have to fall on our face before God to bring plan. So I'm wondering, as we move to thinking about folks in the midst of divorce or coming out of it with relation to the children and that triangle, what yeah. would you say to them if they're hearing the show right now and they're like, okay, we've been kind of pulling the kids apart, mm-hmm. how would you encourage them to move forward um, uh, to honor God, to honor everyone involved? Well, I do see, unfortunately, couples that are divorced that attend things together where their kids are involved. And I think there can be a, uh, I think there can be a, a harmonious condition to that situation whereby you use that like you did when you were married. You use that relationship time with those kids, investing in them and, and championing together for them. Hey, I've seen that actually become the catalyst to bring a restoration to a marriage where they realize after they've been apart for a while, you know what? We had more going for us than we had going against us. Mm-hmm. And I've done at least twice in 40 years of, of ministry. I've remarried couples who had divorced, and, and in the long term, they began to see that was not the thing we should have done. And so that that is a possibility as well. Well, and that that should bring you hope right there, folks, is the restoration. And that's not always the case. But, you know, what I'm hearing here is we have the opportunity to invest our time uh, at our choice as we're moving through this process, whether we're considering in the midst of our coming out of it. And would it not be better for us to invest our time in the word in Christ, finding out what God says about the restoration and the hope that you can come through putting, putting God first. And so you can begin to think about, um, if we're talking about finding hope, then that kind of washing white as snow purification in this process, whether you're just considering it, you could come back to your marriage uh, you can, in the midst of it, okay, let's stop the conflict. Let's, let's go to God. Let's lay it at his feet and let's brother Jim, you use this word, invest, invest in our children. And you don't know the restoration that will come out of it, friends. And so I hope that you're hearing an encouraging word today with brother Jim Phillips and myself talking about finding hope through divorce. It doesn't have to be this life altering situation that that ruins multi years of families and and gives them a reputation uh, that you might otherwise not want. Uh, It actually can bring hope and restoration. And so when we come back, we'll get final thoughts uh, about this topic. No, it's a bit of a tough topic, but we're here with you, walking with you, helping you find hope and divorce. Stay with us. So glad that you're listening to the Divorce Coaching Hour. And there's something I want you to know. I really want you to hear this. I, as a divorce coach and the host of this show, don't advocate for divorce in general. Our goal is to glorify God first and foremost by helping you save your marriage. The fact of the matter is that there are times when a marriage can't be saved. I know. I've been there. And when it can't be saved, we want to walk alongside you through it. We want to help you pick up the fragments, put the pieces together, and help you stand strong and walk through divorce courageously. And I want to share something with you that may help. I'm on another show here on KKHT. I'm honored to be the wingman on Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendela, where each week Richard and I talk about the intersection of our faith and the secular world. And together with interesting guests, we shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for Courageous Christianity. 
It's my belief that Courageous Christianity with Richard Mendelow can be another resource that you can turn to as you walk through this path of significant change in your life. So please join us. You can catch the show on this station, 100.7 FM KKHT, at 12 p.m. noon Central Time, Saturdays, and online at kkht.com as well. Hey, grab your lunch and join us for both shows back-to-back, 12 p.m. noon for Courageous Christianity and 1 p.m. for the Divorce Coaching Hour. You can also find all shows under podcasts under the Programs tab on kkht.com. Richard and I hope you'll listen in. As always, if you want to reach me, you can find me at thedivorcecoachinghour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. We are grateful for you joining us each week and for your support. Hi again, friends. We're back and we're talking about finding hope in divorce. And you might be out there right now and wondering, how in the heck can I ever find hope through this? This is this is the m- most challenging thing I've ever been through. And I, I'm, I understand, been there, not exactly how you have been uh, potentially, but, you know, if you've lived long enough, you, you've either gone through a divorce or you know someone who has. And so we're talking to Brother Jim Phillips today about divorce and what the Bible says about divorce, but ultimately about how we can find hope uh, through the word, through God, through Jesus Christ. And we've been talking about that throughout the the show. And where I want to go now is maybe some things that can help you. And one of the words, one of the things, not words, I, I'm, I'm getting there, the, is the word, <laughs> in mm-hmm. fact. And, uh, you know, some verses, some scripture that have helped me and Romans eight twenty eight, you know, Brother Jim, it was interesting. I'm in a big group of um, divorced and separated Christians, and uh, I just kind of listen into, unfortunately, the heartbreak of the situation. And I wanted to inspire one day. I wanted to help. And so I shared uh, Romans eight twenty eight, and I was told in this, I didn't have the scripture, not necessarily that I didn't have the scripture right, but I didn't understand the scripture. Mm. And uh, I don't know that that was correct, but I want to know what does Romans eight twenty eight say and, and how can it help us find hope? Well, there are a lot of people that spend their life in Romans 8, just Romans 8. I mean, I'm just telling you, I love Romans 8, 1, therefore there's now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. I... I promote that verse. I live by that verse. I preach that verse. I, I, I often speak it over people's lives. So since we are in a position where we indeed have uh, been forgiven through our uh, saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, Christ alone by faith alone, nothing else, His Holy Spirit comes to take up residence in us, and therefore those things that might come uh, rolling into our lives, good, bad, or indifferent, None of it surprises God. I, I think the key about Romans eight twenty eight. Uh, sometimes you have to go to a different translation to be sure that, in my opinion, that you grasp this verse uh, appropriately, because uh, God is the subject of the verse. In other words, not things. In other words, and all things God. It, it should always kind of be seen that way, mm. which means then whatever happens to me uh, as I walk with God. God can bring himself into whatever that is. So in all things, God God works. So he can take that which we mess up. Uh, he can take that which we wreck. He can take that which uh, has been brought upon us 
are forced upon us, you know, maybe against our will, the things or whatever in life that we go through, he can use those events, those experiences to the positive. And in the long run, we can find hope and healing and restoration because God in the midst of even loss and failure can still make sense out of things. I I think one of the things that the church has had a problem with in the years uh, past, uh, somebody, my pastor once upon a time said, divorce is a wreck on life's highway, and when there's a wreck, you send an ambulance, not a firing squad. I I think the church has has had a time in its own history where maybe it has beaten down those who actually are turning to the church for healing. Uh, and so one of the things that I try to do as a pastor uh, is, again, help people to know that though they've experienced something, though they have uh, suffered loss or though they have suffered brokenness, uh, and if divorce is a part of that picture, then even in that, God can work. Uh, it may be uh, something that we don't anticipate. Uh, I have a little little thing written in the margin of my Bible as my Bible's open on my desk right here. If we knew what God knows, we would always want what God wants. Well, mm. I want what God wants. I, I want for me, I want for my family what God wants. I want for my church members, their walk with the Lord. I want what God wants for them. But every now and then, because of sin and the enemy and spiritual warfare, things happen, things break down. So if I can get people back to the point and say, well, what even even this that's happened to me, uh, and in this case, the loss of a marriage, you, God, can make sense out of this, and I can still honor you in relationships in the future, though in this particular relationship it may have failed. So this is the God of the Bible. He takes that which we mess up. He takes that which we break. Uh, it all began all the way back in the Garden of Eden. Always go back there. Adam and Eve had everything possible. They had a perfect relationship with God, a perfect relationship with each other, and it still crashed. So in a real world, there's brokenness. In a real world, um, there's hurt. Uh, and until the Lord restores our world and makes a new heaven and a new earth for us to enjoy, there's going to be issues, breakdowns, crisis, difficulty. But the God of the Bible is the God who works still in the midst of everything that we experience, and he will work in our lives if we will allow him to do so. Mm, Just beautiful. And uh, I just hope that you're hearing this, folks, and really taking this in. And one of the things, uh, Brother Jim, I want to go back to is I think speaking of the real world, you're right. Uh, You know, those of us who are divorced kind of feel like sometimes like I wanted to write a a book <laughs> kind of like with this, the letter D on my shirt, like the scarlet letter. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And because it's, I can remember, Oh, you know, poor you type of thing. And, you know, I've even said before when you write applications and it asks you for your marital status, why must they have divorced there? Uh, it's, it's married or single, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I think that might be another show to talk about, but I think there's people out there that need to hear that, that, that maybe we got it wrong a little bit. You, you're, you, there is brokenness, but the only way to heal is, is to, to understand that there is brokenness and in the real world, there is hurt, but, but Romans 8, 28 God, not things, as Brother Jim said, works all things together for good for those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. And folks, again, 
walking embodiment right here. I wouldn't be a divorce coach if I hadn't gone through divorce. Mm. Right. And again, maybe we don't want it, but the sooner we get real with it and come to God with the reality, the sooner we're going to start that healing, that hope is going to come and uh, just envelop us. And so brother Jim, as we begin to wrap up, um, what final thoughts might you have for us, Brother Jim? I really want to encourage somebody who's listening today that's trying to decide whether to make a marriage work, uh, to consider what the Lord might bring to the equation uh, that might not have yet been considered. A dear friend of mine who's with the Lord now many years ago that I worked for when I first got married uh, wrote a poem. He was a writer, wrote a poem called Marriage Takes Three. It reads like this. I once thought marriage took just two to make a go, but now I'm convinced it takes the Lord also. And not one marriage fails where Christ is asked to enter as lovers come together with Jesus at the center. In homes where Christ is first, it's obvious to see those unions really work for marriage still takes three. Mm. And I really would want to encourage somebody listening today that's uh, trying to decide which way to go. Give the Lord another chance and see if there's not something perhaps that God still wants to do in that relationship. Absolutely. Just uh, such encouragement and you know, even I have to say, even if the marriage does fail, we don't want that. But the growing closer to the Lord uh, in that and the restoration that he can do within that situation is um, just something that is almost indescribable. I just can't encourage you enough, uh, listeners. And, you know, that's what we're here to do. One of my goals as a divorce coach is to to help you come to divorce eyes wide open, look at everything. And, um, you know, I don't say it enough, but eyes wide open to the Bible, to God, to what he is saying. What is the Holy Spirit bringing to you? Have you really thought through not only um, thought through the entire process as we talked about years in advance. What, what is this going to, to do? Um, you know, what brought you to marriage first and, and can you come to the foot of the cross and come back there? And, and then if that's not possible, what are you going to do to grow through this process with God? And that's folks is where the hope and the healing is. And so I hope that you all will Continue to listen to the show because that's what we are here to do. Whether you're faced with divorce, uh, you're right smack in the middle of it or coming out of it is to walk this path with you all. And my guests like Brother Jim and I are here to do this. So Brother Jim, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Christy. It's just been so wonderful. And I know the listeners have... Um, heard a word that they needed to hear and I heard it and now guess what I'm going to go study Hosea (laughs) (laughs) good for you you. I got a new book to study and I love that (laughs) so (laughs) so folks I've been there you know many of us have that's why we do the work that we do to come alongside you and so keep listening to the divorce coaching hour but thank you for listening today. It's my prayer that this show helps you or someone in your life. You can find us at the Divorce Coaching Hour or email me at christy at christystratton.com. 
Thank you for listening today. I'm Christy Stratton, and I can't wait to be with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word.